0: Oh, hello again, friends. This is Gargle Max, the Undead's voice robot. Before we get started with part two of our interview with Kathleen Smith, let's eavesdrop on Trent and producer Andrew Paul inanely chatting before the show. Why? Because listening to silly people talk about silly things is the keystone of modern civilization. <laughs> hey, um, so that story I wrote about... um coming around the mountain song how it's just it's filthy well the joke that it was filthy i've been getting a lot of uh, comments on it i haven't had time to read them um do you think you could read me a few just i need a little bit of a boost before the show today so maybe you can
1: absolutely here's a little bit of pep talk from your fans all right <clears throat> all right <clears throat> oh my god you are the sickest of people you probably should have dug a little deeper or just a perv naturally <laughs>
0: That's not one. Was there more? There's more.
1: Oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of these, actually. Here, here's another one. I remember this song from childhood, and I am 80 years old. Never in my wildest dreams or thoughts did I ever think this was as dirty as you say. I am so disappointed. In reading this, I always thought it was a cute song, but whomever has certainly put another thought in my mind, I am so, so sorry to find this out. It just hurts my heart.
0: I broke a grandma's heart? could be a grandpa. Oh, it could be a grandpa? I broke a non-gender
1: specific octogenarian's heart. It definitely looks that way.
0: Is there more?
1: Uh, there's a lot more. Oh man. Here, how about this one? You and your wife have filthy minds. I feel very sorry for you. What a load of crapola.
0: (laughs) Okay. Does they feel sorry for me or my
1: wife? Uh, definitely both of you at this point. is This is what I'm getting from it anyway. Fuck
0: that guy. Fuck that guy. There's got to be a good one.
1: Okay, maybe this one is a little better here. I pray you're not serious. Please don't mock my savior, Jesus. He does love you. However, since you use sarcasm throughout, I'm doubting this one is real. Were you mocking all of the conspiracy theories, perhaps? I normally pay close attention to them, but this one is a bit too out there.
0: Like, out there compared to what conspiracy... Like, the Earth is flat? It's out there compared... Sorry, I'm taking this out on you, Andrew. I'm not trying to take it... It's just... I'm very sensitive to this. Let's let's read on, read on, read
1: on. Okay, okay. (sighs) Oh my God, you're a total pervert. You do realize this folk song has many different verses, right? The secular version is about the Underground Railroad. Only someone with a dirty mind could twist this so much. Oh... And if your wife is so chaste, then I guess you're not doing your Christian duty to have children. You're sick, 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 and need help.
0: I don't need any help when it comes to letting my wife down. Next!
1: Trying to get it banned? Oh, bless. Female sexuality and liberation frightens you? What, what, so are there any any
0: good ones at all?
1: Uh, well, the last one here reads https colon backslash backslash theundad.com backslash 2017 backslash 08 backslash 10 slash Jeff the Horse. Huh. That one sound pretty good. Fuck no, man. Oh, man.
0: Hi, everybody. My name is Trent Wilkie, and this is the Undad podcast. This is a podcast about being a parent in this bizarro modernity. Also, it's about teamwork, because how else are you going to make a dream work? Hey, you dingleberries. This episode is titled "Part Two of Our Interview with Kathleen Smith." What we talked about the internet, but what are some other difficult conversations that you foresee of having in your kids' life? What is the next step? Like, I don't want to talk about sex. I don't want to talk about drugs. Yes, yeah, we've about, been
2: there and done that yeah.
0: all with her already. I'm that comes up so many times because these are the problems. These are the problems my, my parents had talking with me about.
2: Yeah, my parents right? didn't talk to me. But about now it's anything. like we weren't even allowed to talk about menstruation. You like, mean? we we had to call it cornflakes. What? We had to say to mom, to my mom, Mom, when you're at the store, can you get some cornflakes, please? And that meant feminine hygiene products. Like, I, I grew up in a family so conservative, nothing was talked about yeah. ever. We were expected to be virgins till our wedding night. I mean, yeah. it was very strict. Uh, so I, I did the exact opposite with mm-hmm. my children. I mean, my oldest son. And I'll never mention his name because he would be so humiliated if I told this story. Once he hit about 14 and I was doing the laundry and finding those crusty socks. The ones you could break over your knee? <laughs> I, just... I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I uh, I got him a jar of Vaseline yeah. and a couple of Maxim magazines yeah. and a couple of boxes of Kleenex and I put it in his room. Yeah. And then whenever he was in a bad mood, I'd say to him, like, just go to the masturbation station would you and then my my middle son when That's he the equivalent of saying
0: why don't you go to the menstruation hut we'll build you we'll
2: build you a menarch party it's in the backyard it's a little different Yeah, Come i guess, on. I guess you're right is, there's self-pleasuring and then there's just the agony of being a woman okay so you're right so I- but you're bullying baby, <laughs> i'm
0: bullying with you. your <laughs>
2: fact-based facts well yeah i mean we were always open about yeah. it with my middle son he'd spend so long in the Shower yeah. when he finally got to that point where he decided hygiene was a good thing. Yeah. That his brother called it the wang tank,
0: and we thought that was like,
2: we were like. So did you uh, have a, like a
0: paint shaker tank? in the shower? <laughs> or something
2: like that? You'd
0: feel the vibrations <laughs> of the floor. Are they drilling a subway
2: under well, the house. We got to a point with my youngest son. He was about seventeen, and uh, his bedroom was in the basement half of the house. And I'd go down there to say goodnight. And one night I went down and the doors closed, yeah. and I can hear a bit. Of Clicking on the keyboard, and I'm like, Well, I should knock first. So I knock, and there's a delay, and then I hear what? I'm like, I just wanted to come in and say goodnight. He says, Mom, I'm alone in my room with my computer. What do you think is going on? I went, Okay, see you in the morning. <laughs> I used to be a camp counselor at a kids'
0: camp, and we'd call it the sleeping bag shuffle. It would just be like, just like a series, like one would start, and then another would start, and then <laughs> Phallus, I can hear you. <laughs> Shh, sh- 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 sorry Mr. Wilkie. Sorry. Yeah, don't be sorry. Just <laughs> wait till I'm asleep or I'm not here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, young men, they're uh they're pretty quirky. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of young men and being quirky, uh male identities. We talked about this earlier. Men connecting there's a with incels with this sort sort of like male uprising of misguided hate anger rage rage yeah. not being able to deal with it men in sports this is this is an example that i brought up is like men's connection to sports like goilers and you were saying that's how men emotionally bond with that's each other. right and it made sense to me because someone is like complete fucking oilers fucking <laughs> mcdavid what he's really saying is i just had a bad sleep and yeah. i just need you know i didn't have my brown and my poops are a little difficult <laughs> is that what they're saying do you think is do we need a translator for men's sports for men's sports i'll give you I an know. example you, you know
2: you do go hard in the corners and i just really wish the coach <laughs> would fire that guy what is what is he saying <laughs> my wife hasn't put out in about two weeks because <laughs> I keep about sports, you're a self fulfilling prophecy, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I and it, I think that's a very important thing for for women to realize. And of course, now there's going to be people who say this and say, "Oh, she's stereotyping. Women don't like sports. Guys like sports." No, that's not I'm what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm I'm saying that there men do bond yeah. over sports. It's a it's an emotional connection for them. They even have their silly little nicknames. They give it. What is it with boys and nicknames for their Sport like I go to an Oilers game, yeah. and no one says the guy's actual names. Yeah, every day t- I make up my own names. Nuge, you know the I, Nuge I, Givener, I'll, eh? I'll All say one twenty, eh? I'll say to my husband, oh, the test tube's in the corner again. Look at that test tube skate, just to annoy him. <laughs> to, this is why even though we have seasons tickets, I only get to go to a few games a year. <laughs> she's hammered everyone. I don't yeah. know what she's. Stop it, you're embarrassing me in front of people I don't know, but they're cool. <laughs> but I, I do think that's it's important for women to realize that too, that men bond emotionally over sports. Yeah. They allow themselves to cry. Yeah. They allow themselves to experience joy. Huh. They hug each other. Yeah. They slap each other on the ass. Yeah. You know, stuff stuff that is sort of verboten within the world and the paradigm of toxic masculinity falls away in those moments. And I don't think uh, even men realize the intimacy that's happening during those moments. But I think we need to stop seeing all sports as toxic masculinity reinforcing and realize that they actually break down that toxicity a little bit.
0: That's a great way to put it. In a hockey game, men on the ice, they score a goal. They hug. They embrace each other. yelling at each other's oh, face. Yeah. You're a really good hockeyer. Like, yeah. We <laughs> hockeyed so good. But in the stands, uh, I went to a hockey game a few years ago, and this guy was these this group of men, and they were drinking, and they were yelling at this young mom with her kid. Uh, and the contrast between the real, raw, honest emotion on the ice and this trying to connect through purchasing a ticket that says it's okay to act like this macho piece of bullshit like there's this that, that gray area between that two we need to find at a place where it's yeah. okay for guys to cry to Tim Horton's commercial that isn't about throwing poop yes this is you know <laughs> yeah very much yeah, so because I cried for completely different reasons you show me a Tim Bits hockey I'm crying for the yeah. good reasons throwing poop bad reason cry <laughs> Elizabeth made a good point tonight during supper Maybe baby swears aren't swears at all. Maybe they're just words that you shouldn't say in front of babies, who are close to parrots. Sure, a baby cussing is pretty funny, but that isn't the point. Aside from F-bombs, C-blasts, and D-triggers, there are words one should shy away from when in a toddler's vicinity. It helps as to avoid the comically uncomfortable conversation about why you shouldn't scream the word fart over and over and over again in a library. Here are some of those words. Fart. Love the word. Been a big part of my vernacular since I can remember remembering. But, as my wife pointed out, once they get a reaction from the word, it becomes like magic to them. This is probably one of the tougher words I will have to give up if, if I don't want my wife to murder me. Stupid. Usually used in reference to myself or certain drivers, this word doesn't carry a lot of positivity. I'm not stupid. I don't want my son to think I am. But mistakes are made in life, and there are no greater motivational and learning tools than mistakes. Obsequious. I don't want my child to sound pretentious. Hate. Probably the most improperly used word in the English language. Gonna to try to teach him that there are a lot of better words to help describe what type of foods he doesn't like. Like, uh, well, crappy is a good way to describe foods you don't like, but not stupid crappy, because that's... that's stupid. Like. As in the vernacular sense, not the comparative sense. It is like a hard habit to, like, you know, like break. No. I say this to the dog a lot. Now he says it to the dog. I have to model better communication standards. The phrase, I'd rather you didn't... It just doesn't hold the same wow factor, though. Wiener. When cleaning my son, I used to love singing my cleanest wiener wiener cleaning services. It was a jingle. Knowing that this is not the proper word for the appendage in question did not deter me. This worried Elizabeth. She prefers the proper term penis. The word still fits in the jingle, but somehow it has lost its original zest. I'm sure there will be more. But for right now, this is a good start. Now, if you excuse me, I have to go break some hearts at my publicly yelling fart club. What is? What are you working on now as a parent? I don't think you ever stop working on something as a parent, but maybe um, maybe you're done. Maybe you've decided that you're you've, you've fulfilled your destiny as a parent. You're doing the best you can be. I,
2: I I'm, I'm I don't call myself a bad parent. Mm-hmm. I'm a far cry from a perfect parent mm-hmm. one thing I've always struggled with is playtime yeah like I see parents who they love to play with their children that's mm-hmm. everything to them yeah. for me that's always required work yeah. because I was raised to be a worker and my parents didn't play with us my parents worked I and mean, my family really has that southern Alberta farming work hard attitude and you were just working or you were sleeping yeah. <laughs> or you were going to church that was your activities so for me i'm i'm trying to learn to be more playful with my daughter yeah and that's it's a struggle for me yeah. it's i'm i get bored easily and i'm always thinking about how much more productive i could be like what needs to be done around the house what projects do i need to finish so i've i've really had to focus on what am, what am I gonna remember, ten years from now when she's gone, uh, and this is my last one, right? Like yeah. I've had four, this is she's the last one at home, mm-hmm. and there's some mornings I wake up and think, my time with her is half over. Mm-hmm.
0: I need to snuggle with her right now because that's going to yeah. be going soon.
2: Like where, where did the time go? Yeah. It feels like it was a year ago that I had her, yeah. and so now I'm, I'm holding on. I'm desperately grabbing on to every moment that's left, and trying to make them more joyful
0: yeah I only have two but with my second uh, my, my my first is three and my second is one and a half and now I'm recognizing the things I'll never see again yeah you know and she she can't talk yet so I'm having fun with that and all these things so yeah I can completely understand yeah that and it's it's fleeting and the understanding of of time is something I was listening to a podcast a couple of weeks ago and they were talking about an inmate and he was in solitary confinement. And they asked him, How how do you deal with solitary confinement? And I relate his answer to to parenting because he says, You can't think of the past or the present. You have to think of the moment right there and then.
2: Yeah.
0: Because if you don't think about that, you're gonna go crazy. Yeah. And I look at my son or my daughter, I'm like, I'm with you now. Look at me now. Let's be engaged. Let's be in love. Yeah. You know, let me be your daddy. Because someday it's gonna
2: change for yeah. good or bad. Yeah, and one of the things I've really learned to focus on is um, you know, you get moms all the time who complain they're grown up and they don't call me. You never yeah. call your mother. You yeah. never come home for dinner. It's up to me as a parent to give them something now that they want to come home to. Yeah. To give them something they want to call home to, to give them that safety net that They always know is going to be there, and it's taken me a long time to realize that. Unfortunately, because with my boys, I was so busy being a single mom and working and being a good provider and all the the constructs of life that are the pressures that are on you all the time that I didn't stop to think about that. And so with my daughter, it's something I've I've really focused more on that you know give her a reason to come home. Give her that longing to come home, and then she will not in a creepy Donald Trump Ivanka kind of way, but is it a... really
0: that creepy in this modern day and age? It's creepy. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's, it's really. He's creepy. so handsome, though. <laughs> you know, if I were Ivanka, I'd be like, <laughs> I'll, pee you you I'll pee on whatever you need. You need Steed Peedon? I'll pee on. How do you deal with that crazy shit but by just openly mocking it and trying to, like, find sensible in the end sense.
2: I, I'm <sighs> amazed every day that media in the United States comments on this marmalade man-child like, mm. like this is serious. Yeah. Like you joke. Yeah. You joke. Your, your, your nation has no dignity
0: left. It, to me, it makes sense that there was no collusion. There wasn't.
2: They're too stupid to collude <laughs> with anyone. They
0: were like, how do we get the biggest idiot in the world to become
2: president of the United States? I, Let's do that. That's our next challenge. Yeah. I don't, I really don't think there was any Russia collusion. Yeah. But I think in the end it's going to be a lot like what took down Nixon. Yeah. It's the cover-ups after the fact. It's yeah. the obstruction of justice. It's the dirty dealings he's been doing his entire life. Yeah, yeah. That's what's going to take him down. These guys are too stupid to collude. Putin is laughing at everybody. <laughs> someone it's said, like, oh, they think I would collude with Donald <laughs> Trump. He's idiots. idiot. He's the, idiot.
0: The day after uh, Trump won, someone tweeted, uh, what a shitty way to lose the Cold War.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sums it up right there. that's it.
0: You brought a poem for me about me it's that not. you wrote <laughs> that you wrote in
2: not uh, a poem. Oh, it's in Sanskrit. That's very it brave. It is. What a brave choice. I didn't write this. Okay. Just so you don't think that I have the penmanship of a four-year-old. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> you said to bring something that kind of reminded me yes. of my kids. Yeah. So this is a recipe. I, people who follow me online know that I love to cook. Yeah. And I cook fancy. Yeah. And it used to drive my boys insane. Yeah. They'd be like, Mom... Flaming you again? Can we just have hamburger helper like a normal family? What if we just want tuna casserole? <laughs> so this is a recipe for um, a hash brown dish. It's a baked hash brown with cheese, okay, and sour cream, okay. and cream of chicken soup, okay, and then there's like cereal sprinkled on top, and it is so bad for you. In Utah, they call it funeral potatoes. <laughs> They do. But I renamed it Fat Ass in a Pan because I would eat the stuff, and I literally could hear my ass growing with every bite. It's so bad for you, but it's so addictive. I could just shovel it in your face. It was the one thing that I could make for all the kids that they all loved. It was the last meal I ever made for my son before he died. He actually called me up and said, Mom, can you make this? And my girlfriend and I are coming over for dinner. And to this day, my daughter requests it like once a week with fat ass. I'm like, "No." No. Why? Because of the name. B- well, be- <laughs> well she was I had her write it out. That this. And she she was like, can "I, I don't think I want to write fat ass on there. Should I censor it?" I'm like, "I think you can handle it, girl." Can I read the Oh, yeah, you can have that. Oh, I can have and it. And you should try it and feed it to your kids. Oh my gosh. Cuz it is so bad for you. It's it's like half a cup of melted butter. Yeah heroin (laughs) is heroin in this
0: oh sorry (laughs) that's half a cup butter melted yeah okay so what's the difference between melted butter and butter melted i don't know so it's just a full cup of
2: butter it's yeah you just there's half a cup in it yeah and then there's another half a cup on top of it oh my gosh and then there's like this cereal that's sort of drizzled with butter so that you can put it on top and it doesn't burn in the oven Oh my god. And gosh, it's like sour cream, good. cheese, cream of chicken soup. I mean, it it sounds like it should be just this glutinous glop on your plate, and it's so good. <laughs> I I swear oh. there was there was a time I laid on my sofa yeah. with the remnants of a pan on my kind of on my boobs. Watching a sad movie, just shoveling it in. Flat on my back, a head popped up little <laughs> There's room in there. There's more room in there. I can eat more. I'm gonna. I
0: want to get your picture with that. Okay. Soon, but I have one thing for you now. Um, since we're getting there, this is a word association game. Oh, here we go. So I have some words, and what I want. Look at me. What I want. Focus. Okay. What I I'll want try. you to focus on me. <laughs> God damn it. I want you to associate with the words. This is heady shit. Okay. Okay. So I don't just, even know what that means. Word association? So just give you a response. Just respond. Okay. Let your lizard brain take over. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Close your eyes, in through your nose, out through your mouth. You're in a field that happens to be on fire and everything's okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. <clears throat> and quick. Pillowcase. Memory foam. Weasel sneezes. My husband.
2: He's so not ever listening to this episode, <laughs> <Trent>. <laughs>
0: He's not the only one. Partial nudity, uh, Madonna, pirate sex, Jaime Matei, invisible wizards, Harry Potter, Jason Kenny kissing booth. I'd go there. <laughs> <laughs> Satan's Anonymous.
2: Oh, spooky Mormon hell dream. Pantomime. Uh, something Francaise. Accidental beach. Why bother? Thor's
0: hammer. Hot. <laughs> Amateur dentistry. Ouch. (laughs) Pastel pharmaceuticals. Boner pills are a good invention. And they're properly colored. Nice, nice.
2: I've seen them on the TV. They are blue pastel. And they're Pfizer. Pfizer.
0: Kmart cafeteria lunch special.
2: Oh, fries and gravy for the win.
0: That's it. Thank you for playing. Uh, Word association game. That was fun. Yeah, it was pretty good. You didn't
2: ask me the tough questions. What's the tough questions? Who was it? Do you remember Unknown Studio guys? No. Don't.
0: No, those (laughs) insufferable assholes. Bastards, both
2: of them. They gave me the tough questions, Star Wars or Star Trek. Well, Star Trek. Yeah, I said Star Wars and well, I just got the... It's, not, it's not your they fault. They didn't you're like wrong. me anymore. Well, you
0: know, you're wrong, but
2: you can't always be right. You know what I mean?
0: The philosophy behind Star Trek and the non philosophy of Star Wars, they counter See, each other, right? This
2: is true, mm-hmm. but Star Wars has the better creatures.
0: That's true. But while watching a car accident is very entertaining, <laughs> saving a car accident is far better.
2: I will say, you know who. I'm kind of leaning more Star Trek, but that's just a Chris Pine thing. Oh, my gosh. I hate it when he leaves, but I love watching him go. (laughs) I
0: nearly dislocated my elbow watching that one the first time. Okay, we're done with the masturbation jokes. Okay. That's all I got. Uh, Just to go back to the start, if you could introduce yourself.
2: Sure. And that person who constantly fills your Facebook feed to the point that you kind of mute me you can mute on facebook now yeah it's called like a temporary take a break Yeah, people take a break from me often
0: and it's it's like an unfollow but still be friends yeah yeah it's like and friends, they don't know. friends without benefits yeah yeah <laughs> anything that you uh wanted to, me to ask you that i didn't ask you
2: you didn't ask me who my favorite oilers player is oh
0: who's my favorite oilers player is who's my sorry favorite who's Oiler your favorite play? oilers player
2: the test tube guy Who's the test tube guy? I don't know. His name just sounds like test tube.
0: Mark Latestu. Okay. He does. He's not an Oilers player anymore. He's not? No, he was traded.
2: Where is he playing now? Uh, somewhere
0: in, uh, I think it's, I want to say the Nashville's.
2: My husband can just never Col- listen to this.
0: Or the Columbia. No, no, no. The place that they shoot the cannon. The <laughs> the guys that lost the revolution. Who are the guys that lost the American Revolution? <laughs> The blue shirts,
2: the Union Jacks, the, I don't no, the blue jackets. Oh, the blue jackets. Yeah.
0: Okay. The uh, Columbus can't let go of shitty parts of histories. But we still have McJesus. That's right. So I guess yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, we're win-win, even though we can't win. No. No. God's kid loves losing.
2: Thank you, Kathleen. Thank you for having me.
0: I'd like to thank Andrew Paul for producing this episode. I'd also like to thank the Edmonton Community Foundation for the recording space and the support. I'd also also like to thank Nathaniel Sutton of Brother Octopus slash Defend the Rhino slash whatever it is the heck he's working on for the intro music. You can find me at theundad.com or online at theundad on Twitter or just type in theundad on Facebook or you can email me at trent at com or you can Just see me on the street and give me a way too long hug.